Welcome to Concafe. This is the fourth day of February. It is a Tuesday, and uh, I thank you for tuning in. We are looking at the Gospel of Matthew, chapter 5, verses 13 to 20 in the New Revised Standard Version. Uh, sorry, I'm still going to explain. Ah, very beat. <laughs> but... Today's devotional is called Salt, Light, and Righteousness. These count for much. Let's look at the Word of God for us, beginning with verse 13. These are the words of Jesus. If you were reading it directly from a Bible, you might have all of these words in red. Verse 13, Jesus said, You are the salt of the earth, but if salt has lost its taste, how can its saltiness be restored? It is no longer good for anything, but it is thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A city built on a hill cannot be hid. No one, after lighting a lamp, puts it under the bushel basket, but on the lampstand, and it gives light to all in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others, that they may see your good works and give glory to your Father in heaven. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets, I have come not to abolish, but to fulfill. For truly, I tell you, until heaven and earth pass away, not one letter, not one stroke of a letter will pass from the law until all is accomplished. Therefore, whoever breaks one of the least of these commandments and teaches others to do the same will be called least in the kingdom of heaven. But whoever does them and teaches them will be called great in the kingdom of heaven. For I tell you, unless your righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees, You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. This is the word of God for the people of God. And we say, thanks be to God. Well, happy Tuesday, dear listener, dear uh, friends who read Con Café. In your emails, I know this arrives a day late, but what happened was (laughs) Nellie and I left Seguin on Saturday morning and we drove straight to San Angelo. Where at the gracious invitation of a dear friend and colleague, the Reverend Scott Bradford, I was to preach two sermons at First United Methodist Church. They're beautiful campus, wonderful old buildings, incredible. I was to preach at 8.30 and 10.45 Saturday night. The Reverend Brian Rogers, his wife Miranda, and their three very precious children took us out to eat. We had a good time with them, and then we went. And I should add, as soon as we got to San Angelo, we took a nap, and then at 6.30 we joined the Rogers family for supper. So the next morning at 7, I got up there <clears throat> very early to run off and cut uh, sermon inserts that I wanted to use um, uh, with the sermons that I was sharing with them. And uh, Nellie and I were warmly received, and uh, we enjoyed uh, those two worship services. I enjoyed meeting uh, Reverend Dale Weiss, who's the uh, other associate there at uh, First San Angelo. So immediately after worship, which is about 12 noon, we left for home where we had planned. And we were thinking it was a great idea at the time we were planning it. But once we hit the road and and got home and we arrived about 4 o'clock to our house, or a little after 4 because we stopped at H-E-B to get a lot of the ingredients and supplies we we needed for uh, the Super Bowl watch party. And also, uh, our son-in-law is very thoughtful and called, what do you need? And we gave him another list of things that we forgot to bring. And long story short, we had a great time uh, watching the Super Bowl. Uh, not going to tell you who I was for, but uh, it was a great, great game. 
I questioned that uh, last touchdown <laughs> myself, but uh, the deciding touchdown, you know, sealed it for the winning team. <clears throat> so we were double tired from the travel and the party, and after the Super Bowl was over, we turned off the TV and I went right to sleep. So I thank you for your understanding of prayers again for this old man as next Sunday I preach closer to home in Shiner, Texas. And then on the 16th of February, I preach at our home church in Gonzales, uh, Texas. Well, friends, if you uh, read last night's prayer update, <clears throat> I shared about the death of little baby writer, uh, Pearly um, Heather. He died at St. Luke's Hospital in Memphis. And I ask you, please continue to pray for his family and loved ones who you can imagine are just devastated at this, uh, who I am sure prayed nonstop for his healing. I know a lot of you that uh, get my prayer requests, lift up prayers immediately. And so thank you, each and every one of you, for those prayers. We continue to pray for comfort for them and others who are mourning the loss of these uh, little innocent uh, uh, babies as well as the loss of others of different ages. May God bring healing and comfort from, from the pain that death brings. I ask prayers for the healing of a dear sister from First Gonzalez, uh, Eva Boskamp, who has had uh, some serious health challenges which have left her in much pain and discomfort. And join me as we pray for her healing and comfort. I thank God for that woman and her faith and the way she is always praying for Nellie and myself and lifting up lifting us up in prayer as I know many of you do as well so God bless you all friends the Lord laid on my heart's <clears throat> a theme and focus for these sermons and it's been on despair our country is living in days of despair a recent major newspaper article called it the number one killing killer in the USA. Imagine despair being the number one killer in the United States of America. Several factors contribute to it. Economic realities and challenges, depression, the opioid epidemic, drug and other substance abuse, alcoholism, a high suicide rate. Right now it's at the highest since the days of World War II. And so the scriptures from the lectionary have served to remind us of the hope that God offers through, through Jesus that can break the hold that despair has on so many lives. The Sermon on the Mount this past Sunday, as I shared that, uh, uh, the Beatitudes uh, was the introduction to this new hope available in Jesus. And this week's gospel uh, passage, which we heard read above, strengthens that hope that we can find in no one else but our dear Swedens, our Savior, powerful Savior, Jesus Christ. So Jesus begins talking about those hearing and believing this as being the salt of the earth. We've heard it used in movies and conversations. Sometimes when someone passes away, we say he or she was the salt of the earth. Well, salt, Jesus knew, that we should know as well, has its purposes, namely flavor, Second use is as a preser preservative, and third as insulation. We use salt to flavor our food in a positive way, the same way our lives should positively, positively flavor life. Salt is the same as the uh, other positive outlook that we can share through our words and lives with others. 
Salt was used as a preservative on meat and other foods. You've seen that in some stores where they sell salted bacon, uh, salted uh, cuts of meat, and the salt is just there to keep the meat from spoiling. Salt was also used in Jesus' day on the bottom of the ovens to more evenly spread the heat and thus help more thoroughly cook the food as well as speeding up the cooking process. Jesus also knew that if salt loses its saltiness, it is no longer good for anything. Old, used salt would be thrown out into the streets and trampled by those walking on that street. We should seriously ask ourselves, am I being salt in the way that I live? Am I adding a positive flavor to life with my words, with my outlook, by my perspective? Jesus then addressed light. Light was very important. In those days, no electricity. Jesus talked about a lampstand. And he says that believers in him should be the light of the world. Light as in that which can break through the darkness. As in the love we radiate from God that brings hope to those in despair. Jesus knows the power of light had mentioned several ways to destroy darkness, which we take to mean despair and hopelessness. Jesus also then referred to the role of the law with a key punctuation Jesus makes. Do not think that I have come to abolish the law or the prophets. I have come not to abolish but to fulfill. And then Jesus addresses the need for believers to be righteous people, the kind whose righteousness exceeds that of the scribes and Pharisees. Well, dear friend, what do you think? Dear listener, what do you think? Quite the task for us, no? On the contrary, we're simply responding to what we accepted in our confirmation. And for most of us, our parents at our baptism, to live a life that glorifies God and serves the needs of others, especially the lost, especially those living in despair and those living in hopelessness. Let's begin by praying and then asking God to lead us to go forth into the world to truly be the things, to truly be the ones that help lift spirits and bring light and life to those in darkness and hopelessness. Let's pray. <sighs> Loving Father, we confess our need to be forgiven for that which we have taken for granted or otherwise ignored. Grant to us your power and peace to serve you. This we pray in Christ Jesus' strong name. We pray for the family of Baby Ryder. Lord, we cannot understand fully the why behind his death, but we rejoice in the promises of Jesus of life beyond life. We pray for healing and comfort for those who mourn his death, and we pray for the healing and comfort of our sister Eva Boskamp, along with all anywhere who suffer illness and distress. And Lord, help us be those who alongside you can battle despair. The church, namely us, should help dispel, dispel the darkness and bring forth the light of hope. Hear our prayer that we may live, not by our merits, but through he who paid it all, Jesus our Lord. Amen. I pray you have a great and blessed day in the Lord. Break despair with a loving smile for someone today. Let them know you care. Let them know you have hope and you can share that hope with them. Receive my blessings of peace and love. I'm Pastor Dati Manbele. Again, thank you. And share this with those who you believe might be in uh, despair. May the Lord bless you and keep you, is my prayer. Amen.